Welcome to the I Am A Creator podcast. I'm Issa Adney, storyteller at ConvertKit. And in each episode, I'll be reading one of our inspiring creator stories about what it really means to be a creator. These are stories about risk, fear, hope, and what it takes to connect with your audience and do work you love. If you're a creator or dreaming about your next creative project, you're in the right place. Because if they can do it, so can you. Today's story, The Magic of Having No Other Choice. Kara had always let her analytical side run the show. But when her government job of 10 years slowly deteriorated her health, Kara knew it was time for a change. She never could have guessed that in a short time, she'd not only be handling her favorite band's social media, but that she'd find the freedom to be creative. Most days when Kara Chase came home from school, she would find the nearest desk and, quote, just write and write and write and write. She's loved writing, reading, and creating as long as she can remember. So much so that in high school, when her dad asked, quote, what are you going to do with your life? She responded, quote, I want to write. I want to be a writer. But he responded with, quote, how are you ever going to make a living at that? And that was that. Kara was also practical and highly analytical. And the, quote, starving artist idea was everywhere at the time. She thought, quote, okay, well, I don't want to starve. So what am I going to do? She decided to follow, quote, the plan. Get good grades, go to college, jump through all the GPA hoops and the career hoops and the money-making hoops. I did all of that. And I was miserable. Kara majored in anthropology in college because people have always fascinated her. But halfway through, she snapped back to, quote, reality and thought, quote, how am I going to pay off my student loans? When a U.S. Customs special agent came to her international relations class to speak about her job, Kara was interested, especially when she heard about how the agent's days all seemed different. Kara got bored easily and loved the idea of doing something that varied. After class, she walked right up to the agent and asked, quote, what internships do you have? The agent told Kara to send in her resume, and a week later, she was hired as one of 40 interns from around the country. After the internship, Kara was recruited to be a full-time special agent. The job was interesting, at first. But eventually, something felt off for Kara. Quote, a few years into the job, I started feeling unfulfilled like that general feeling of anxiety where something is not quite right, something is missing, but you're not sure what it is. She was also one of only a few women in her department at the time and felt an invisible pressure to work harder and, quote, prove herself. She often felt like she couldn't fully be herself. Quote, I remember getting made fun of because I wore lipstick. That's when she started her first business, a side business as a personal shopper. Quote, I was really good at helping other women with their wardrobes, putting outfits together, and being creative with their wardrobe and body and helping them feel good. I needed something that made me feel good, where I could let my creative juices flow and help somebody else at the same time. She loved creating for herself, especially because working for the government made her feel like she had, quote, zero control over my life, 
What, I ask her, finally led to her deciding to quit her job as a special agent? Quote, when my doctor looked me in the eye and said, your job is killing you. Kara was struggling with a host of physical health issues from seven years at her job. From compressed discs in her back, from sitting in cars for 36 hours at a time, to anxiety and inflammation. Quote, my body was just done. So was her heart. She was worn out. How long then, I ask? Was it after that doctor's appointment that she gave her notice? Three years. Three years, I repeat, just to be sure. Yes, she assures me. Three years. The moment the doctor told her the job was killing her was the moment she decided to quit. But, analytical as always, Kara takes her time. Quote, I'm never scared to make really big decisions, but I always make smart decisions. She wanted to have time to figure out how to make the transition, especially financially. She and her husband grew up in San Diego and were still living there, and she wanted to make sure she could afford to live before quitting her job. She also had no idea what else she would do. This was all she'd known, and she had no idea how her skills as a special agent could translate to a, quote, normal career. She spent the next three years surviving and planning. What helped her survive three more years in a job she knew she wanted to leave? Seashells. Kara had hired a business coach to see if she could make her personal shopping business a viable income. What he could see was her stress. He encouraged her to take every Saturday morning, her one day off a week, and walk on the beach. So every Saturday morning, she made a cup of coffee and walked on the beach, doing nothing but sip from her mug and bend down to inspect any jagged bits of beauty peeking out of the sand. She walked and, quote, hunted for treasures until her coffee was gone. I notice a huge shining seashell in her office, and when I ask her about it, she tells me it's one of the treasures she kept. Quote, I saw just the tip of it coming out of the sand, and I pulled the thing out. Those walks became more than just survival for her. They introduced her to a whole new world of self-care she'd never known before. Quote, that was the very first self-care grounding technique I had ever learned. It was the beginning of a new life. And eventually, it was time to actually start it. Three years after that doctor's appointment, Kara and her husband left California for Oregon. They knew a lower cost of living would give Kara the room she needed to quit her job. They also wanted to start a family. The move was the final piece to her quitting her job puzzle. She quit her job, got pregnant, and took some time to figure out what to do next. She thought about real estate and private investigation, but the closer she got to those paths, she realized she'd just spent 10 years doing things that vaguely interested her. This time, she wanted to see what might happen if she moved towards something that lit her up. And that's how she started running social media for one of her favorite metal bands, Megadeth. It started with the band's online fan club she'd joined. Kara engaged with it on social media because she loved the band. But soon, due to her strong analytical mind, she couldn't help but notice the band could be doing more with social media to deepen relationships with fans. Through interacting frequently on the various channels, she got to know the band's website manager and shared her ideas of how they could improve. She volunteered to help, like managing their Facebook page, 
and the website manager eventually took her up on the offer. She was sharp and fast and present. And as she says, quote, bands are always looking for free help. So while pregnant in 2012, Kara started volunteering as Megadeth's social media manager. When she had her baby and needed to make an income again, she told them she'd have to move on unless they were willing to pay her. They were. She spent the next few years caring for her daughter and sitting in front of three computer monitors. Quote, it was like people who watched the stock exchange. But she was watching tweets. Kara went on to manage a total of 17 social media accounts and 13 million fans. But when Megadeth got a new management company, they cut her pay in half, saying, quote, we can have an intern tweet for free. So she quit. She got a new job fairly quickly at a social media marketing agency in town, quote, which really confirmed that I do not want to work for anybody else again, ever. After six months, there was a, quote, very much mutual parting of ways. But as Kara remembers, quote, the thought of going out and finding another job made me want to vomit. What was she going to do? Before she could come up with an answer, she got a call from Megadeth's former tour manager, who had worked with her on tour and on album promotions, and wanted to know, quote, do you build websites? Quote, yes, I do, Kara responded immediately. But as she remembers, quote, I had never built a website before. And that's how Kara's next business started. She very quickly figured out how to build a website, and the former tour manager hired her to manage all the digital marketing for a project backed by the drummer for Iron Maiden. That first client helped her go from unemployed to being a full-time creator. Just like that. Even though Megadeth's new management company didn't see the value in paying for digital marketing at that time, the other people and musicians she worked with absolutely did. And they loved her work. And because of what she saw in the music industry, she finally felt confident enough to pursue her own creative business full-time. Quote, With Megadeth, that was the first time I really saw how creativity could lead to income. It's a band, yes, but every band is also a business. And if you don't run it like a business, it's not going to last very long. But at its core, it's music. So I saw all of the business, branding, and marketing, but also that talent and creativity drove this engine. That was the first time I was like, oh, yeah, you can make money being creative. And now, she was making money being creative. How, I ask, did she feel when she brought in full-time income from that first client? Quote, absolutely invincible. Like, I can do anything. That one client launched her business, and it was immediately sustainable. Something she says she was able to do because of both the relationships she'd built working in the music industry, and a deep desperation to make this work. Quote, we were not in the position of me being able to not be profitable. It also still made her nauseous to think about ever going back to work for someone else. Quote, there's something magical that happens when you have no other choice. Kara ran her successful digital marketing agency for years and loved the freedom it gave her to spend time with her family and take real vacations. They booked a family beach vacation off the Oregon coast in June of 2017, and Kara told all her clients she'd be out of the office. But one client, one that provided 70% of her income, kept texting her. 
She remembers getting tons of texts on the beach, asking her to do things that weren't even part of her contract. Their expectations were beyond the scope of work and beyond the boundaries she'd set. On that beach, she knew she needed to fire her biggest client. She said goodbye to that client and 70% of her income. She never wanted to be in that position again and started to wonder how she could diversify her business. The same beach trip that led her to fire that client also held clues to her next step. She didn't take a laptop with her on that trip because she wanted to completely unplug, and she didn't go on social media at all that week. She didn't do anything on the internet that week. Except for Pinterest. Quote, I was on Pinterest for myself because I wanted to be. After a lot of research, learning, and noticing that 80% of her own traffic was coming from Pinterest, Kara started focusing on that platform. Quote, I enjoy being on Pinterest, whereas I don't particularly enjoy being on other social media platforms. So it was definitely like a, quote, I want to actually enjoy what I do, right? Within six months, using the same dedication, analytical skills, and creativity she used in the music industry, and as a special agent, Kara made up the income she'd lost from that client by creating a Pinterest course. And then, when she couldn't find any other Pinterest memberships in existence, the first Pinterest marketing membership. But what she remembers most is how freeing it felt to let go of trying to do all things digital marketing and focus on what she actually enjoyed. Maybe she didn't have to be everywhere and do everything on the internet. Focusing on just a few things instead of all the things took Kara's business to a new place, giving her even more freedom and the ability to be less reliant on just one or two clients. She also began to connect with a wider audience. One of Kara's greatest successes with Pinterest, and one of the things she teaches, was turning her most pinned article into an email opt-in. Quote, email is the bridge from your business and social media. After spending so much time building audiences for brands, Using Pinterest and email together was the first time Kara started building an audience for herself. I asked her how she thinks about the relationship between social media and email. Quote, social media is like you're screaming into a room and you hope the people you want to talk to have the lights on and happen to see you in any given moment, if the algorithm deems you worthy. There's a lot of things you can do to do social media well, but at the end of the day, There's only so much you have control over when it comes to serving your community and speaking to your audience on social. With email, I mean, yes, you're hoping you don't get sent to spam. There's a few things that can get in the way, but on the whole, it's more effective at reaching your audience than any other marketing really is. And unlike social media, where it's often about quantity of followers over quality, Kara cleans out her list two or three times a year. Quote, I keep my list really tight and small. That kind of quality keeps emails out of spam and builds relationships with the people on the other end. Because what Kara always understood about the internet by engaging as a fan first was that building an audience should be about treating them like the valued members of your creative life that they are, going above and beyond to surprise and delight them. One member of Kara's audience, Allison Sloan, who helps people with anxiety, said Kara sent her a personalized welcome video, quote, which was really touching. Another, Deborah Scalone, who owns a Moroccan beauty product small business, said, quote, This past September, I joined Kara's Pinterest cleanup party. It was so fun, and there were prizes to be won. 
And while Kara might not be writing songs or playing guitar, the creative engine of her business is her level of care and analysis. With that, she's helped creatives like visual artist Kristen Becker share her custom drawings and helped Jennifer Dawn, who started her business several years ago while she was chronically ill, find a path toward becoming a creator. Kara, she says, quote, provided support, guidance, and motivation like you would not believe. And just like the coach who first taught Kara what self-care was, Kara has helped creatives discover new things. Like productivity blogger Mina White, who said, quote, I was so lost at the beginning of my journey with my online business. I didn't even know what Pinterest was. Today, Kara is grateful for the people she gets to interact with every day and feels successful in the fact that she, quote, owns herself now. Quote, being able to do what I want when I want. I can't imagine going back to a job where I have to ask somebody permission to take care of myself. Her dream come true is in the little moments. Quote, every time I'm able to say, you know what, I'm playing hooky today. There's that like warm, fuzzy feeling of, I have created this for myself and I can do this. It's day-to-day life where you can stop and appreciate those moments of being able to prioritize what's important to you. Right, I say, instead of not being able to leave a car for 36 hours. Quote, yes, she responds, exactly. She even recently created a special meditation corner in her office, complete with fuzzy pillows and a bookshelf filled with all the books she's since read to help her prioritize self-care and grow as a creator. She's also learned to embrace her analytical and creative sides and has thrown away all those old stories about who she can be and how she can make a living. Quote, my analytical brain helps me make smart decisions and free up time so that I can be more creative. She's also started writing again. Quote, I have an accountability partner that I give my word count to every week. In fact, I woke up early this morning and wrote, it is very infant, like, just putting words on a page stage, but I'm doing it. Find more creator stories at convertkit.com forward slash stories. If you liked this story, be sure to subscribe to receive a notification every time we release a new episode. And if you have 60 seconds, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I love hearing from you. If you found value or inspiration from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could screenshot your podcast player right now, jump over to Instagram or Twitter, and tag ConvertKit. Because if you listen this far, you're a creator. Keep going. Keep creating. Your story could be next.